1: Hello and welcome and delighted to be spending our day with you. Uh, Have a great show for you this week. We missed you last week, but we're back in full steam uh, this week. So thanks for finding us. Tell your friends about the show. Uh, They can find us in many of the streaming, almost all the streaming services. So tell your friends about that. All the streaming services. Uh, And Marcia, how was your week?
0: Well, uh, first of all, I wanted to apologize to everybody about last week. It was totally my fault that we didn't have a show. And something happened in the news, which kind of reminded me that other people get it, too. I think Simone Biles called it the twisties. Yeah, yeah. And it's when you just feel like you can't do the basic fundamentals of what you do. Right. And, and it's a problem that a lot of people have. Um, if you think in, in sports, it does happen in baseball. It happens. Oh, it happens the yips all, yeah. are something yep. they call in golf. Um, in Ted Lasso, they even called it the yips because yeah. one of the players couldn't play anymore. Right. So, yeah, so writers get writer's block. Um, Carly Simon had it too. A lot of people do have it. And even Truman Capote had a bad case of it, which kind of ended his career. So, you know, it happens to everybody. And I finally realized today from an article in New York Times, I'll be sharing on uh, August 1st on Twitter, that it happens to people and to be able to recognize and say, I can't go on. I'm just not in a position where I can perform to my best. Mm -hmm. I, I either might hurt myself or I just can't do it. I mean, with writers, it's You can have the whole book in your head, but you're unable to sit at the desk. It's just a difficult thing, and I'm so glad that Simone Biles gave it a name. Yeah. And I want to apologize to everybody, but I definitely had a bad case of the yips or the twisties last week, and I'm so glad I'm back this week. Almost 100% hoping I'm trudging through it, because in writing, I can't hurt myself. I Right, I just hurt true. myself hurt if hand. I don't, but yeah. if I don't finish the book that's due in a week, so that's it. So Mark, be, have you been? Be-
1: well, I was going but, to say, you're going to be back in the Dodger lineup tonight, though, right? Because you were out because of that. <laughs> I have to tell a you, quick You know,
0: that's fr- funny. That's why I quit working for the Dodgers.
1: <laughs> oh, that's true. You know, I have to tell a that's... quick Dodgers I was going to say, a quick Dodger story about the Yips. The back, oh gosh, this is, I guess in the 80s, Steve Sachs was a great baseball player for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And he got the Yips. And I don't know what they were calling him in those days. And he couldn't the throw Yips. the ball. Yeah, whatever yep. they were. They, he couldn't throw the ball from second to first. He kept throwing it into the stands. And Tommy Lasorda, who was his manager in those days, came up to him and he said, look, Steve, how many kids in the world make it into the major leagues? I don't know, 500. You know, how many uh, How many kids can hit a fastball, you know, uh, 300? He says, every kid in America can throw from second to first. Get over yourself. <laughs> and, he, and he did break out of it. And, uh, you know, so well, it's... it's
0: I think, you know, it, it takes—breaking out of it is something you have to do inside yourself. Of course. And I don't think anybody—these days, it's okay to say you can't bully somebody into it anymore. No, and, no, for sure. Um, you know, I felt that Simone Biles let down her teammates, but with my own twisties, I realized it happens to everybody, and— It does. Good for it her. It does.
1: And she so has anyway, nothing to prove, by the way. have so. you
0: been—me either— Hey, almost 2 million books. What can I say? But go. I can. Anyway, so have you been watching the Olympics? Because I got to tell you, <laughs> is, it, is it over yet? I mean, it's I, like...
1: <sighs> honestly, I haven't watched that much of it. I've seen a few things here and there. I don't know why. Normally, I do watch the Olympics. I can't get up any enthusiasm to watch them. But if you want to watch them, there's some easy ways to do it. Obviously, if you've got an antenna on your TV, you can get uh, Channel 4, uh, NBC, wherever you are. It's NBC, has uh, broadcast during the day of the Olympics. They are also broadcast in certain places in 4K, if you want to see it in 4K. If you don't have that normal streaming service, or regular TV service, you know, you can get it on DirecTV, Dish Network. Uh, you can pick it up. Now, you have to check the pricing because everybody's got different. Peacock, uh, you uh, can yeah, get it on. Yeah, uh, Hulu, YouTube TV which is very expensive, by the way. YouTube TV is 65 yeah, right? bucks a month. Uh, FUBU, which is one of them I've never used before. Uh, Lowcast, Locast is that interesting one that we've talked about before. It has NBC on it. They're, it's a little funky, though. They keep, they throw in commercials at odd times on Lowcast. Uh, Sling TV and also AT&T TV. So a bunch of ways you can watch the Olympics. Yeah, if you're and so inclined it's really
0: weird. However we're watching it on Dish, it has USA TV, too. And NBC on the same channel. And it's it's just disjointed. I realize there's a time difference. Right. But just record it and play it the next day.
1: Well, sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, they keep jumping around and weird stuff goes on. I'm just finding it very weird and not as engaging. And just, you know, you can keep uh, watching it through August 8th. And I hear NBC is losing a bundle on it from advertisers. And, you know, they pulled all the Simone Biles ads out.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's really interesting. If you want to see it, if you do happen to have Dish or another service that gives you 4K, um, it's beautiful in 4K. It's absolutely stunning. Uh, So if you're into, you know, high-grade display and video as I am, uh, that's a lot of fun to watch it on 4K. So um, anyway, yeah. So that's the story. But no, I'm really not watching it myself, which is a little bit surprised. No, we
0: every night we've turned it on and we're watching. But you can only uh, see specific stuff. Um, it, it's, it's just weird. And what can I say? I do love the Olympics. I think it's a great thing for the young oh, people yeah. who are participating. And absolutely, once once an Olympian, always Olympian. I want to congratulate my friend Dawn who was a hammer thrower oh, wow. um yeah right she's Tough always check. an Olympian Yes, yeah, she is she yeah. works at Cal State Northridge in the sports department wow so yeah she's amazing but there you go once an Olympian always an Olympian they are do the respect where we need to give them because they've accomplished so much
1: Phenomenal, but, just but hey, phenomenal. what are
0: they going to do though when they grow up if they're not the top? You
1: know, yeah, it's, like, I, it's not a, tough a big one. career. <laughs> no, definitely not unless you're a you know a Michael Phelps or a Simone Biles or somebody like that. Uh, you don't. You really don't make a lot of money after the Olympics. You do it for the you know for yourself and for your country. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we, we had an experience when at CES, was it the last CES that we attended, there was a driverless car that uh, almost hit uh, something and had an right. accident. So what's your almost story Almost hit now? somebody. Yeah.
0: Okay, so this is totally new. Now, let's forget the phrase driverless cars. Let's call it semi-autonomous.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Okay, so T-Mobile mentored a startup called Halo. And it started out to be a demonstration of 5G, which 5G, you know, blah, blah, we've heard it before. But because I'm doing a project on 5G also, I'm trying desperately to find out where it'll help us. And I think I figured it out. (laughs) It's all about, it has nothing to do with our smartphones at this point, from what I've found out. What it does have to do is the latency, the sending back of information, which in our smartphones does absolutely help. Mm -hmm. But so this is a unique service in the Las Vegas area. And I'm hoping we're going to be able to try it when we're in Las Vegas in January. Yeah, you go
1: do that. You go (laughs) get in that driver's car and if you're okay, maybe I'll try it.
0: Okay, but you see, the cars aren't driven by customers or a driver. They're controlled by trained remote driver technicians using Halo's proprietary camera-based remote pilot technology. Now, so basically, you're in a little remote control vehicle with lots of cameras. The company's AI algorithm learns as it gets more miles, but Halo isn't using LiDAR like Waymo, but it's a suite of cameras, radar, and ultrasonics, kind of like a Tesla but better. And I think this might make sense, but I mean, this opens up a whole bunch of jobs for remote control pilots.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there you go.
0: (laughs) Right. I mean, they're even talking now about the airlines investing buckets of money into remote control airplanes. Now, honestly, I I don't know that I want to do that. Yeah, I'd risk my life, you know, maybe in a little car in Vegas, going from one end of the uh, place to the other, maybe. But I'm not getting right now. I'm not getting up in an airplane that's remote controlled.
1: No, but you know, I have, I was gonna say, I immediately have an issue with the name Halo. Because my first reaction to that is the car smashes into a wall and suddenly you've become an angel with a halo on your head. I'm not sure halo is the best word for that, but maybe that's just me.
0: Well, T-Mobile sponsored this 5G open innovation lab and companies, Intel, NASA, and Microsoft and Dell Technologies are all part of it. So, you know, it's not just like some crazy little Uh, PR stunt from (laughs) T-Mobile. No,
1: right. It's like a
0: real thing. Um, And I'm thinking this might be something, a new area of startups that blend the autonomous with the human element. Because again, as long as you have the, um, uh, what's the word, you know, that the data goes up fast, latency. You, you conquer right. the latency issue. You can do so many things. I mean, people, doctors can do uh, surgeries remotely, basically, with other mm-hmm. doctors, as long as the latency is clear right. and 5G is giving them that. So, I mean, this is really a story about 5G, but more about how it's going to help us. And and those are the stories I'm looking for because you know, I don't care if I download movies faster.
1: <laughs> yeah, Well, you know, it it really doesn't matter. As long as you have enough bandwidth to download a movie, you know, typically more of all you need is about five megabits per second. Unless you're doing 4K, then it's a little bit more. So uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of difference. Well, you know, it's been
0: interesting when I've been out and about and in my house and all kinds of different things. I've shut off my 5G and then run um, a speed test. And I honestly have found sometimes 4G is even faster than 4G LTE is even faster than my 5G signal, which is really no, interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah, and I've been using an app called Open Signal. If anyone wants to try that, what you can do with that app also is see exactly where the towers are from where you are standing. You open Open Signal, go to the towers section, and you can see the towers. So, you know how far, how, yeah, hey, whatever. It's interesting.
1: By so. the way, I just also just want to say hello to to our friends who listen to us, but we're not, because we're not doing the live show. Um, you know, we don't get to interact as we did when we were doing it live. Uh, Valencia, Linda Sherman, uh, who else am I missing?
0: Jim Katzman, Jim Katzman Uncle Bill. Yeah, yeah all, right. uh, Deke from uh, Portland. Yeah, right. we, we miss him. We miss, imbi- yeah, we miss being able to you know, interact
1: with Twitter or with, you know, phone calls sometimes or whatever. So but we think about you being,
0: still. Yeah, podcast being podcast. This is the way it hits.
1: What yeah, can we exactly. do? Okay, so Amazon did not have the best month. In the universe, uh, it started with. Uh, first of all, they they missed on their earnings, so the stock got really crushed. did they miss? Oh, yeah. They
0: missed on their earnings.
1: Yeah, yeah. What, so they did he
0: spend too much money on going up in space? And his funny I think he rocket, took all or? the money
1: out of Amazon and put it into the spacecraft for his eleven That's flight. That's why so,
0: he thanked all the customers of Amazon. Yeah, after thanks he for putting me in That's space. That's why. That's it. Okay.
1: Wasn't there some kind of petition that he should stay in space? I mean, I'm not making that up. I think... Yeah, no, no, there was,
0: and isn't that ridiculous? So. it's crazy.
1: (laughs) It's really stupid. But in any event, so then, earlier this month, uh, the company was issued the largest fine for data protection violations in Europe. On July 16, Luxembourg's Data Protection Authority... Well, this has got to be
0: in the world. I mean, this is a lot of money. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, Told Amazon it would have to pay a penalty of 746 million euros or $888 million for violating the EU's strict data protection laws, which are known as GDPR. Um, there was investigation into the way Amazon processes customer data and was revealed in a regulatory fly- filing by the company on Friday. Uh, the CNPD hasn't commented publicly and apparently is not going to, but it was based on a complaint by a French privacy group, uh, which I'm not going to uh, attempt to pronounce. La uh, de but, de net. Yes. Yeah. Which, <laughs> yeah. Which she said, um, It represents interest in thousands of Europeans uh, to ensure their data isn't being used by big tech companies uh, for manipulative use for political or commercial use. And, uh, you know, Amazon's being looked into a lot of companies, obviously, being looked into for their privacy policies. So, yeah, that cost them almost a billion dollars.
0: But to make it clear, this was not the fine was not because of a data breach.
1: No, okay. no, correct. This, correct.
0: This, you know, and Amazon says maintaining our security of our customers' information and trust are top priorities, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, exactly. But, but the bottom line is, we know. I mean, we've talked about it before on the show. You know, doesn't Amazon have a halo too? It's a thing uh, that. Uh,
1: you know, there, there have been other things. It's a new halo health things. band.
0: It, yeah, there's Something. all kinds. Of, yeah, I'm not giving Amazon any more information. Just my
1: personal yeah, point exactly. of view. It's just. By the way, they probably can afford the fine because in their last quarter they made 113 billion dollars. Their sales Ooh. actually were 113. Cool. Net sales were 113 billion. So I, I, you know, 880, as they say, it's like pocket change for Jeff Bezos. Bill, you know, billion here or billion there, but it seems like a lot of money to me. Well, it's, you know, the I'd thing run...
0: is, it's not a private company. No, correct. It's a public company, and it hurts the stockholders.
1: Yeah, of course. You can't it is, say yeah. that.
0: I can say that.
1: Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not
0: Jeff Bezos' pocket. Uh, it no. is in a way,
1: but bottom line. Well, you know, he owns a few shares of the stock from what I hear. A few, a few. So, yeah. Uh, so in any case, yeah, so a uh, tough week for Amazon. Okay, I'm kind of fascinated by this. What can I get at the TSA?
0: Well, it's not at the TSA. Okay, let me tell you. There's a website called govdeals.com. G-O-V-D-E-A-L-S dot com. And what GovDeals is, is where... Our government and other governments, which is interesting, uh, United States, Canada, and worldwide, liquidate stuff. (laughs) Uh, Recently, there was an auction of approximately 14 pounds of assorted knives that was taken by the TSA in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. So, okay. you know, when people get on a plane, oh, man, I didn't mean to leave that in my pocket. Oh, we're taking yeah, your my, knife. Yeah, Forget my machete. I, I, you know, I
1: forgot I had it.
0: Right. And which is why, for my peanut butter, I always take a plastic knife. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously.
1: I just Yeah, no. I, I'm surprised they actually let you on board with a plastic knife.
0: They do. They do. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, I find it interesting. And this website, govdeals.com has quite an assortment of different bulk auctions. And, you know, they're not—this is the website where the TSA sells what they pick up. Another one was 11 pounds of assorted box cutters and knives starting at $20. Now, these are auctions— I mean, <laughs> I mean it's kind of crazy. By the way, just so you know, the 14 pounds of assorted knives went for $222.49. And hey, that you could have bought that and made a whole bunch of 222 eBay lots, right? Of Wow. and probably made made a whole lot more. And if you could sell knives on eBay, I'm not clear on that exactly. But other listings from the Fe- uh, Pennsylvania Federal Surplus Property Program included nail clippers, Fitbits, Apple AirPods. All listings categorized as confiscated, forfeited, personal property.
1: Makes you wonder so, how. F- I mean, for example, I'm looking. Here's a 5.3 carat diamond bracelet appraised at $6,000, their bids for $1,500. Who, who confiscates that unless they were criminals that, you know, aha uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I, I guess uh-huh. so. It's really uh-huh. interesting. Yeah.
0: And the point of the money is to pay for the legal proceedings against... I mean, they do that with drug dealers all the time. They cart out all their stuff.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. So, now, this, this site is not a government site, correct? This is uh, just No, a, it
0: is a private site. Right. And um, you can read the About Us if you go to GovDeals.com, see who they are. But boy, is it amusing. And I just saw one diamond and gold watch, earrings and pendant, went for $1,200. And it was a beautiful Hamilton, I would say, 1940s, 50s era diamond watch. That's pretty cool. Just beautiful stuff, the earrings and everything. You know, if it's the real deal, which it... You know, should be. They say no value is known. Please inspect before bidding. You know, what are you looking at the picture? Well, how do you
1: inspect that? I was going to say, are you look right. at a picture.
0: Well, you can go. You can go by making an appointment to this place in Knox County. So you, oh, okay. as as I tell everybody with the eBay uh, auctions and listings, read the description. Read yeah. all the information first, but I think it's kind of funny and amusing and cool, cool and uh and, but and what assume... isn't cool what isn't oh, go ahead you assume oh, no, that... I was
1: say, I assume that there's no returning whatever you buy you keep
0: I would assume it yeah yeah so here's bad news
1: yeah this is a strange story
0: Amazon's older Kindles will start to lose their internet access in December well here here's the story I still have the first Amazon Kindle
1: I think I have one or I
0: always too. thought it was amusing that it ch- connected to Wi-Fi all on its own. You didn't have to pay extra for it. But it seems it had 3G built into it. So the change, they're going to lose their ability c- to connect on their own because right. carriers are transitioning from 2G and 3G networks to the newer 4G and 5G. Right. But this, to me... You want to – because 2G and – if it's 3G, Africa, South America, there's a big market for this stuff. <laughs> yeah. You can probably sell the old ones you know, outside of the country. But they say that because of this, uh, Kindle first gener- and second generation, Kindle DX second generation will no longer be able to connect to the internet. Uh, customers who own these devices will still be able to enjoy previously downloaded content on their Kindle, but will no longer be able to access or download new content wirelessly. Well,
1: yeah. who cares? There's an app. There's an app. It appears you can do it Wi-Fi.
0: Yeah, and there's an app. So I have the app on the things that I would read anything on. If I seem to do more buying and downloading than, than reading because right. I don't I'm not enjoying reading on a tablet but um they are giving a discount fifty dollars with the code new Kindle 50 to thank you for being now I didn't get this email and I legit have one of them. Yeah, I, have I, to first... I, yeah, I don't
1: think I did either
0: yeah they don't care about us but no, you right. can get fifty dollars off a new Kindle paper white or Kindle Oasis plus fifteen dollars in book credits with the code oh, okay. new Kindle 50. So there you go.
1: Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I don't I... even know how much Kindles are these days. You probably can get one, what, for 70, 80 bucks?
0: But, but I have the app on my tablet. Why would I buy a Kindle? Oh, well, right. I, I just true. don't yeah, understand don't the this. Device, Right. And they also sell Kindle Fire tablets. Oh, why would you need a Kindle that just yeah, reads no. books? But I guess there are those who find it important.
1: Okay. Cool. It's to All right, each so, his own. <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- I, this next story is really interesting. Um Dell, who owns Alienware, which is the gaming PC company, uh, can no longer sell their PCs in six different states. So if you live in California, Colorado, Hawaii, Oregon, Vermont, or Washington, and you want to purchase a new gaming rig from Dell, you can't get certain... But uh, you can't get certain story uh, uh, gaming things. You can't get their Alienware Aurora R-12 and Aurora, Aurora R-10 gaming PCs. They can no longer be sold in six states mentioned above because, get this, they consume too much power to meet local regulations. Now, so this is any...
0: California, Colorado, Hawaii, Oregon, Vermont, or Washington State.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's really an interesting story. Um, so the only way to get around it, if you want that kind of, you know, power, is to build your own system, which very few people actually do anymore. I don't know anybody that's actually building computers anymore. Um, but it's really. But you're going to have
0: to if if you want yeah. it, because you won't be able to buy it.
1: I mean, it's a little bit. I was just going to say, it's a little bit like the uh, the Bitcoin story with Elon Musk saying that he wasn't going to buy Bitcoin because they were using too much energy, uh, you know, electricity, whatever. So, (laughs) really, really interesting story. Well, I will tell you.
0: I will tell you something in our daily lives which reflects something similar to this. I did not sign up for the program, even though I have a smart electric meter. I did not sign up for the program where. Uh, my electric meter could be regulated, you know, and slowed down when there's a uh, problem. Right. You know, like not enough electricity. I did not sign up for this. Not senile. I know I didn't sign up for this. All of a sudden, last two weeks, I've been waking up. All of a sudden, the bedroom's hot. And I look at the uh, nest in the room. And what the hey? it's on echo. Which sets the temperature really high. I'm going, what the heck? I'm sleeping here. I want it cold because the only time I really like it cold is when I'm sleeping. So every morning, 6 a.m., get up, adjust the uh, the nest, go back to bed. And I didn't give permission for this to happen. Now, if you go to the DWP site, they will offer you stuff and money, and discounts for signing up for said thing. Right. But bottom line, I didn't sign up for it. So I think we're going to be walking into an era where the government is going to be regulating the amount of electricity we use. And as consumers of electricity, we need to start figuring out where we're going to regulate it. We've decided, you know, certain things we're going to turn off or whatever. So, yeah, this is... When, when they say these PCs consume too much power and break local, local regulations, think about it. Think about
1: it. Yeah, that's really crazy. Uh, I inadvertently missed a couple of stories, which we'll have to come back to because it's now the time of the show. We search the oh. planets, the universe, and today, Amazon for the buy of the week. The buy of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, did you fall asleep, Hans? No, you skipped the story. (laughs) Well, you know, I told him I was going to do it after the last story, which is why I just did it. Okay. okay. Um, Now, unfortunately you won't be able to buy an Alienware computer uh, high grade in California or those states to use this monitor, but this is a pretty nifty uh, monitor for the price. It's an MSI 27 inch. So Big monitor, 27 inch. It's got a curvature to it, so it's kind of meant as a gaming monitor. It has a non glare HDR. Uh, screen, which is, you know, what what you're looking for. Uh, 165 hertz, and it's got a uh, free sync height tilt. It's got all kinds of adjustments. I mean, it's a really high-grade monitor. The uh, WQHD high-resolution will make games allegedly look a lot better. It comes with night vision, so you can see clearly in the dark, which is pretty funky. Connects with a Type-C connector. Uh, You can connect it to your laptop, PC, or uh, multiple other options. It's an AMD FreeSync which prevents screen tearing and it's an LCD technology. What's and, that? Uh, uh LCD technology?
0: No, screen tearing.
1: Yeah, you know what <laughs> that's interesting. I, I don't I, I have to assume that as you're seeing it <laughs> when you're playing the game sometimes you see the the screen the image separate a little bit oh, okay. when you're watching it but you I'm mean not Terry. actually familiar. okay it, yeah right. exactly I'm assuming that's what they're talking about although I'm not sure myself um, and I always go back to the days of when we talked about when the first you know 25 inch monitors came out and they were five thousand dollars well now the normal price on this at Amazon is 39999 it's on sale today for 289 Nine ninety nine. so you have 110 bucks uh you can even pay monthly for six months if you want to do that on amazon if you have a amazon prime store card and uh it's a beautiful monitor. It's got 345 reviews of which, uh, out of five stars, they have a four and a half star review there. So ultra high grade, really cool looking monitor. Um, again, it's the MSI 27 inch WQHD. It's a 2560 by 1440. It is available on Amazon today for 289.99, And that is our buy of the week. There um, you go. Yeah. So
0: you found something about Amazon and delivery.
1: Yeah, you know this is actually disturbing in in uh, many ways, and uh, apparently a lot. Of, you know these the Amazon. Why is my computer just suddenly froze up on me? Um, hmm, that's interesting. I can't find the story, uh, but I can tell you basically the um, the Amazon. I guess contract out with companies to deliver their merchandise, and appa- apparently a lot of these companies are now telling these Amazon. Drivers to skip their safety repair. So, um, that which is not a real good thing, needless to say. Drivers around the USA, managers are routinely asking them to bypass daily inspections and not report certain types of problems with their vans. Now, according to Amazon, it violates their policies, which does urge drivers not to operate any unsafe vehicles. But delivery companies or DSPs uh, are apparently fighting between, you know, the drivers wanting to ensure their safety and keeping up with Amazon's really aggressive delivery schedule, which can be hundred of packages per day per driver so that's not so good if you're an amazon driver and you're neglecting your safety checks because you're flying all over the place and they're probably speeding and uh not such a good thing so uh apparently and
0: cnbc spoke to uh 10 current and former amazon delivery drivers in georgia ohio indiana illinois kentucky and texas who had vans with issues ranging from jammed doors and tires with little to no tread, busted backup cameras, broken mirrors, and managers say, man, just ignore it, go out and make your delivery.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, let me tell you, that is dangerous stuff. Uh, For many years, U-Haul was... Uh, just chastised for not doing the maintenance on their vehicles, and I happen to have had a personal experience. I was driving my daughter to college, driving on uh, Pacific Coast Highway, which so it's right near the ocean, and we're driving next to the ocean. And I've got a big truck that I'm driving with all her furniture and the stuff we had to take for her for college. And all of a sudden, the left rear wheel of the car I was dri- the truck I was driving flew off the truck. While I was wow. driving the truck, it bounced four lanes across the freeway, which fortunately did did not hit any cars. I was able to, thank goodness I got, that I was able to pull the truck to the side of the road without having it flip over on me. Yeah. So this is dangerous stuff that they're doing. And, you know, they drive the vans, which is not quite as large, obviously, as these big U-Haul trucks. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty scary. Uh, they do. They need to avoid those kind of things. That's dangerous for these drivers.
0: You know what else is scary? Um, letting a stranger swim in your pool. Yeah, is that the weirdest a, story? Yeah. There's an app called Swimply. Yep. And I guess it's like Airbnb for swimming pools. And you you came across this com- story, so you go ahead and then I'll come. Well, you know, it,
1: it came out a couple of years ago. And this company, a couple of guys started. They thought it would be kind of an interesting idea to start. Well, you know, uh, for example, you know, we have a pool that I rarely, if ever, use. I just, uh, for some reason, yeah, I Yeah, but just I look swim. at
0: it. It's my cement it's pond. It's pretty.
1: <laughs> it is pretty. And, and I agree with you totally because pools are beautiful. Uh, but apparently, this you started out in Austin, Texas, and uh, these two couple of guys put together this venture, and you can now go on uh, Swimbly and rent a pool by the hour. And these two young guys, very entrep- you know, very clever entrepreneurs, and they pursued the idea by looking on Google Earth for houses with pools, and then knocking on the doors to see if people would rent them out. Well, they're now all in fifty different states, Canada and Australia. They're hosting half a million users, which is about thirteen thousand pools. And if you want to rent a pool, you can go do that for a certain period of time. It's about uh, can run about a pool measuring eight feet by fifteen feet. Uh, with a six-foot depth at $20 an hour. Full-size pools can cost about well, $100 a an deal. hour. You know, yeah. Uh, average but cost I, I, for- all
0: I see with this is it's a platform per, for, no offense, pervy people who want to watch <laughs> young girls in their swimming pool. I mean, yeah. think about that. Then think about people bringing their families with babies and diapers. Yeah. I mean, uh, this thing is... Uh, uh, Really? For $20? Do you really want to clean out your pool? Have to use more chemicals?
1: No, I agree. I I would not do that. Uh, they do have a ten a million dollar insurance policy uh, for hosts and offers up to ten thousand in property damage, uh, which I don't suspect unless somebody rents it and has a wild party or how house you know ever gets much used. But look, if you don't have a pool and you don't want to stand in you know with one of those uh, kiddie pools in your backyard, then you can go to Swimbly. Yeah, I would keep my
0: kids in a kiddie pool in my house because I don't want some pervy weirdo looking yeah. at my kids seriously. No, I, mean, think I, about I don't it. disagree it's, it's,
1: No, I don't disagree you. don't with know you. who
0: it. these people are.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: And the prettier the pool, the more they could be building a trap. So, you know, I hate to do it, but I say thumbs down. But if you're interested, go to swimply dot com and take a look at it. You might yeah, find a pool I, you want to use. I mean, I have to
1: give props to the guys for coming up with the idea. Yeah, it's they did their work. Very yep. clever. You know, very clever idea. So anyway, that's Swimbly. Uh, all right. So you, you've you been a big proponent for many years of using a VPN. So what did you come up with?
0: Well, you know, this is kind of a, a story in two. Okay. It was CNET who wrote an article for the best VPN from Chrome. They also okay. had a podcast, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I have been using this VPN forever. We've talked about it. On the show, Uh, they say ExpressVPN is the best. Blazing speeds, proven privacy. uh, Thirty thousand IP addresses. Um, It's country of jurisdiction is the British Virgin Islands, Mm -hmm. and we know how they stay outside of American legal system. Um, They're in ninety-four plus countries. I use them even in China, in Hong Kong, and Shanghai, where there is a block on the internet. Um, it's a great service. I researched it seriously, and I found that when you use a VPN, you get what you pay for. So, I mean, really $7 a month. You can use five devices on it. And as you know, when you're in an airport or a hotel, you do not use the Wi-Fi without a VPN. And why don't you explain you for don't. those
1: who don't know, what is a VPN?
0: A VPN is a virtual private network, and what it does is it gives a private connection between your computer or your device and the Internet so that when you're in a less private network, especially like Wi-Fi at McDonald's, let's say, it allows you to appear to be anywhere you choose. A lot of times I'll sign in through a a London (laughs) server. So, you're totally anonymous. Now, one of the things, and we can just skip another story in the show because I'll tell you this. You know that a lot of the broadband providers have been throttling. When people yes. are watching too much TV over the mm-hmm. system, they're just making it slower. Right. And this is one of the reasons we need net neutrality, blah, 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 because mm-hmm. that's one of the things we can prevent. But here is the ticket. Here is the magic hack, the best thing you're going to hear today. If you use a virtual private network through your router, okay, so that means you're going to sign in from Philadelphia. Right. The way the broadband provider identifies people who are downloading too much stuff or watching too many movies is by your IP address. When you're on the internet, through a vpn you get a different ip address Mm -hmm. and it will obscure a great deal of your internet usage information i mean not only will you uh, get security but it's your best weapon against internet throttling yeah that's a great tip i mean i think that's definitely my tip of the week the tip of the month yeah, for sure. Um,
1: Absolutely. If you have that kind and
0: of And $7 a month covers five devices at any one time.
1: Yeah, that's good. So I
0: have it on all my devices. It's just not turned on. My husband uses it all the time. It's and definitely...
1: when would you not be using... When you're using your own Wi-Fi, you don't use well,
0: it? Well, yeah, when I'm at home, you know, on my own Wi-Fi, I'm just... Right. Uh, yeah.
1: What can I say?
0: Okay. But I definitely think this is an important thing that we're going to have to step up to... And uh Chrome is a Google browser. And Google does have its own VPN.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's a great tip. Thank you. Um so there's a million phone data plans in the US. Every company says ours is the best, no ours is the best, no ours is the best. Who are the best?
0: I don't know. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, so let's
1: move to the next story. Then. Pers-
0: personally I don't know, but it seems that CNET knows. Or who is it? Can't find it.
1: Uh, this is from I, I, CNET. Yeah, this is CNET. Uh,
0: this is CNET. Okay, so um, well, they've got
1: okay. yeah. You go. You run right. with it because so I can't find it. They, they listed some of the things. For example, uh, T-Mobile they consider to be best for value. Uh, you can get $60 for a single line and $105 for four lines. So those uh, people looking to save the most on unlimited service. And those service. are
0: unlimited plans, which right, is most important.
1: Yeah. Right. The, uh, the, and that's yeah. the
0: cool thing about it.
1: Yeah, it's uh, $5 months, che- five cheaper a month than AT&T's unlimited plan. And uh, if you're 55
0: and- or older, and I put this in my book because this really, really pissed me off. Well, the good part is T-Mobile will give you two numbers on unlimited plan for $55 a month. Yeah, that's great. Okay. But Verizon and AT&T, they offer a similar option. Right. But guess what? It's only for people 55 and older in Florida. What the hell? Right. (laughs) What kind of idiocy is that? No, I'm sorry, folks in Ohio. You don't get the discount. You have to live in Florida.
1: Well, exactly. And by the way, if you use not T-Mobile, if you use AT&T or Verizon, that price does not include their taxes and fees, which they seem to have pop up from time to time. And which
0: is amazing. When we signed up with T-Mobile, the bill comes through. That's it. Flat rate. The taxes and all the nonsense are included, which which just blows me away, considering all the years that I've paid all that nonsense to the other people. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it's really great. So look into T-Mobile and uh, Google the T-Mobile 5G coverage map because you can go and take a look at it. And plus, they also have a thing called T-Mobile test drive, and you can bring your phone uh, to the T-Mobile store, and they'll work out like a one-week trial for you to see how your mm-hmm. signal is, which is brilliant. Um, I think it's great.
1: Yeah, that really is um, we're running out of time. So do you do you can no. you quickly tell us about uh, Gmail display name changes or should we go to uh, No,
0: that's totally movies. boring. Totally boring.
1: <laughs> <laughs> totally uh,
0: boring. Let's I'll I'll post it on Twitter, but I have to tell you that I did watch Hacks. Oh yeah. I finally figured show. out that it wasn't Flack and it was Hacks.
1: Yeah, and Hacks. And that show, show it's on
0: it's on HBO Max. Yep. And it is so damn good.
1: It's great. She's Every wonderful. person
0: in it. And it has been nominated for every major Emmy. Yep. And they totally yeah. deserve it. And they've been green lighted for a second season. It's the best. What are you watching, and what have you found on uh
1: You know, Netflix? I, I'm slowly, after a year and a half of being home since the pandemic, I'm beginning to run out of things to watch. I have to say, I think I've watched pretty much everything on well, every 10 uh, channel. Well, back. Yeah, I've already already started watching that. I I will tell you on Paramount Network is Why Women Kill, which is a terrific series. Really fun series. So if you're looking for something and you have... Yeah, uh,
0: I already know Why Women Kill, huh?
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, uh, it's a little scary. But yeah, that's a a terrific show. There's a movie uh, streaming called Those Who Wish Me Dead, which is Angelina Jolie, which I happen to have watched about her being a firefighter and didn't love the movie. So I would say it's a minor pass on that one. I didn't think it was real great, uh, but there's a there's a bunch of other things that are on uh, coming up real soon. There's a big controversy, you know, Black Widow, which is the new um, Scarlett Johansson film. Yeah, she's is, got a
0: good lawsuit on that. I'll she's, tell you. I mean,
1: she is very interesting because Disney, it was a, yeah Disney uh, promised her a cut of the money from the. She didn't just promise.
0: It was in Uh, her
1: contractually. Contractually said that she would receive a certain gross off the film. And then after that, because of the pandemic, they decided to release it both simultaneously in the theaters and on their website, which is cost 30 bucks to buy if you want to watch it on the website. And she apparently gets cut out of all that stuff. And I don't blame her. You know, these studios have been doing this for years. Goes oh, back they've to...
0: been doing it ever since the beginning of studios.
1: Well, yeah. James Garner <laughs> had a major lawsuit when he was doing the Rockford Files um, that he sued. And I'm pretty sure he won for the them withholding, you know, creative accounting that kept his profits because he owned a piece of the show or part of the well, show. Well, I'm really
0: sorry. These people are making bucket tons of money. They yeah. need to have the best lawyers. There are things called entertainment lawyers who are supposed to go over the contracts right uh, I, i'm sorry it's just you know this this isn't a twisties issue it's just no. get it done one no. thing i wanted to say real quick before we go off tomorrow yeah. on netflix some mm-hmm. great movies are coming up i highly recommend space cowboys sea biscuit um oh, major movie. pain yeah. magnolia um what else ferris bueller's day off these are classics catch Love me if you can movie. which is so much fun um yeah. Some really great movies are kicking off tomorrow on Netflix, so there'll be stuff to watch, Mark. You, you don't have to worry.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Uh, Quiet Place 2, which was the sequel to Quiet Place 1, which is about an alien invasion. No, really? Where, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, which was an alien invasion that, were if you spoke— that's how the aliens got to you. So they had to be silent during the film starring Emily Blunt. Very entertaining film. And John Krakowski, I hopefully pronouncing yeah. his name correctly, uh, is in the, the, the sequel and a little bit in the uh, the sequel and also in the main story. I have to
0: tell you something. I think I had a life realization and I yeah. talked about it with my husband. I never have nightmares, never have my nightmares because I've never watched scary movies. The worst one I ever saw was The Exorcist. That's it. Yeah,
1: there you go. That was a tough one. All right, everybody. Hey, have a great week. Please don't drink a drive. We want you back with us next week. See you next week.
0: This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen and Hans at the controls. We're so glad you joined us. We'll have a lot of tech chatter and tips for you next week. And don't forget that VPN. So we're signing off for today. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier, produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.